This is uh, Frank Skinner. I'm not going to continue this analogy um, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. You betcha. Morning. Good morning. Morning. Might I say what joy it is to work with you both. <laughs> um, I dig it. I've had uh, pretty much the perfect week this wow. week. Yeah. Yeah, England beat Germany in the European Championships, and I went like to, to a that. Thomas Beckett exhibition at the British Lovely. Museum. I mean, all my Christmases have come at once. Oh. It was it sounds like the sort of week where you didn't even need Doctor Who to lean on, but I bet you had some anyway. There was a little a bit of Doctor of Who, but you've got to have some like cement a... between the house bricks. Oh, there's always some oh, Daleks was... knocking about, Al. <laughs> Isn't there? And there wasn't any Daleks this week, actually. Oh. OK, OK. Um, Cyberman having a cigarette. Otherwise perfect week. Anyway, I actually I, um, went. I went on Tuesday. I, I know uh, that. Yes. Can I just tell you how I know that? Go on. Um, well, I... I don't want to do a woe is me, and and I think we all know where we were when England beat Germany in <laughs> the Euros this week. Um, it's sort of become a bit of a JFK moment for everyone because you were at Wembley, and I know that because they told me on the radio where I heard it. Oh, okay. Not watched it because I, Alan Cochran, heard England beat Germany on the radio because I was stuck on the M62 in... About four hours of traffic jam. Wow. <laughs> so, oh. So you know that um, house that's in between two lanes that lots of comedians do jokes about on the M62? You know there's a house that's sort of stuck in between I the motorway? I didn't know that, no. no. So people do jokes that it's some bloke that just refused to sell his house oh, when okay. it was being planned. I don't know what the actual truth is. But I got to watch that house at like one mile an hour whilst going past it for four minutes. There's a house absolutely. in the midst of the M62 with people living. Yeah, in. yeah, it's like a farm, I think. Well, it's not very but nice yeah, for the animals. What about the farmyard animals? No, there's a lot of roadkill there. Some of the biggest oh, roadkill yeah. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't happens. see over the top of some of the roadkill. It's not very picturesque for the pigs. No. I picturesque. thought I was going to need it for a picnic whilst I was there, but no. I'm surprised. I'd actually, what, I'd, I'd have thought the whole country was watching the match, not just not on well, the M62. My, my intention was to be at home watching the match, but they closed the, the M62 because of a lorry fire, I believe. Oh. But shout out to the other people that I spent time with. There must have been thousands of them that uh, were just sat there. Well, I mean, a, a lorry driver beeped at the start of the game, like, as in, here we go. I thought that was a nice That must have really filled your heart with joy. No, that's, that can be, yeah. can be very communal, a traffic yeah. jam, I, I find. Well, I'll tell you something else. I had done a big food shop in Murfield, which was, looking back on it, a mistake to buy food 30 miles from my house, but... And it was a hot day, and I started thinking, I've got eight packs of butter in the boot. Will they be melted by the time I get to Manchester? It's a good day. haven't, but... You might have a game show um, yeah. formula there. <laughs> I would write that down. And I was getting a bit Will hungry. Will they be melted thinking, by the well, time got... I get to Manchester? It could be called, but for butter or worse. And so you have to oh, drive, drive a boot full of butter 
That's uh, very good. Booter, it could be. I can't believe it isn't booter. And you have to drive um, a boot full of butter to a two pl- across a certain my, part of the UK. My only concern, Frank, is that the estate of Bernard Matthews might sue for copyright. Maybe. What, for booter? For booter, yeah. No, I think it's not. there an African statesman called Mabuta? I don't think... <laughs> I don't know if his family would be happy with it. But, you know, these are the things we're going to have to, you know, iron out in the meeting with the legal sure. guys. Sure. But, I mean, the basic <laughs> idea is there, in my opinion. Frank, oh, well I'm done, assuming Al. you went to the uh, football, did you not? He was there. Yeah. Yes, I, I was there, yes. And the last time I went to a football match, West Brom were in the champ. Oh, oh. God. We've had a slight um, incident here at um, Golden Square in that the way the producer tells us to shut up because we've been talking too long during a link is a, a face, she uses a face which she holds up. I know it sounds strange, but um, Emily brought it back from uh, Morocco. And I did a lot of bargaining. I think I told you about this. Jonathan Ross helped me purchase it. Okay. And he pointed out to the Fez shop owner, he was trying to explain he wanted it small, and he said, uh, I want a small Fez. And then he said, uh, pour un chat, pour un petit chat. He wanted a Fez as small as a little cat, that oh, little cat okay. worked, which mm-hmm. I thought was eccentric. Anyway, uh, back to my colleague Frank Skinner. Yes, yeah, so I, um, whenever I think of affairs, I think of the old Clinton Ford song, the old bazaar in Cairo, which used right. to be, be a bit where it, um, there's a bit about striptease on the mat, and then oompa, oompa, that's enough of that in the old bazaar in Cairo. It's a great song. <laughs> Um, but you don't want to hear about that. So the fezzes are our flag, if you like. So the or... fez has been broken. Well, it's not just been broken. Broken and hidden. You know, when you break something, you're so ashamed, you hide it. Remember my cleaner broke my the bride. You know the bride from Kill Bill? I had a fabulous one of those. Well, you were talking about real life Potenza. woman. And she'd broken, um, she'd broken a samurai off. You know, it's oh. Uma Thurman. I know, I know. And um, that American comic said, when you assume you make an ass out of me and Uma Thurman. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, what she did, she obviously knocked it off the thing and broke it. She put the bride back and she just leaned the broken samurai across the shoulders as if I wouldn't notice. You see, it erodes away at the fabric of society and I what feel breakages? the fe- the theft of the fez it sickened me <laughs> but honestly no I'm not exaggerating how someone the, the deceit of the character to hide it to, to destroy it accidentally maybe it's been yeah we all make mistakes could be an ex-policeman tried it on the pointy head <laughs> some of us make mistakes uh-huh. that's fine we're all God's children. What I will not accept is hiding it away, the sneakiness of putting it in that cupboard. Right, Do you think down. they should have just confessed? <laughs> that, uh, come on. We have to leave it there because we can't follow that. <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, that was the mystery of the fest. I, I think on, generally in broadcasting, you're not allowed to go more than half an hour without some sort of crime drama. <laughs> right. So that's that's got that um, filled in. So yes, I went I went to the match on Tuesday. How I wasn't sitting looking at the mysterious M62. And, and worrying about a £130 food shop cooking or rotting, whichever way it would have gone. No, I was... I had uh, Greek yoghurt in there, Frank. Oh, come on. <laughs> that wasn't very apt for a Germany verse. Couldn't you have had yeah. sauerkraut? Oh, I had that too, yeah. Um, verse. <laughs> I um. I, it was uh, it was fantastic, obviously. I'll tell you something yeah. I discovered. The German national anthem actually works quite well with booing. You know when you get, you know when you play a bagpipes and there's the drone note that just goes. Mm, yeah. yeah. It was like it was like that. So. It was sort of giving it, oh. gave it a sort of depth and strength. I think yeah. the Germans should incorporate <laughs> booing into it uh, generally <laughs> as a walk as a walk down memory lane for Tuesday night. I know people disapprove of this sort of thing, but it's all part of the theatre. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. They, they can boo ass, it's fine. Alan Cochran, pro-booing. There you go. Pro-booing, I've heard that, yeah. Not, yeah. A, not at my gigs, <laughs> I hope. I haven't had any booing for a long time. You get the occasional, you know, mouth. You should put that on your poster. That'd be a nice five stars. I haven't had any booing for a long time. Yeah. Frank Skinner. <laughs> I'd come and see the show on the basis of that. Yeah, I might I'd, put I'd it. be looking at it thinking, he sounds on form. Yeah. Worth a look. Whereas in my personal life, I get booing <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I realise, by the way, that we've got several listeners in Scotland, Wales and Ireland who probably don't really want to hear much about England beating Germany. I won't go on and on. Just to say, we um, we got a bit of hospitality. I went with David Baddiel and our two sons. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, his son is 16 and mine is nine, so we had to wear suits and ties, we were told. So it looked like a really rough draft of Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. the tall and the short, the, the elderly. Well, it was Reservoir Dogs and the intern yeah. dogs. I'll tell you what, when we got to the, um, the hospitality bar place, no one else was in smart outfits. Everyone else was just England shirts, jeans, and then we just us four. It looked like, you know when you see the Jehovah's Witnesses canvassing a council estate? (laughs) (laughs) And they're sort of, we didn't have our briefcases with us, but apart from that, we just, I think it was, we got the wrong message. But uh, it was fine. I didn't mind that. Did they look after you? Did you get fed? Oh, yeah, we got fed, yeah. Um, What'd you get? um, Greek yoghurt and eight packets of butter. Yeah, eight packets of butter we had each, just (laughs) so we could uh, fill out our our sports replica shirts properly. No, it was was all uh, nice. Speaking of reservoir dogs, when I had my nightmare night at the Brits... Um, when oh, I hosted yeah. the Brits. Can you give me a ramp <laughs> next time you're going to mention it? Because okay. I, I need to sort of steal myself. One thing I, I remember about it was um, mentioning Reservoir Dogs. Michael Madsen was um, presenting an award. Oh, yeah. And just before he came on, one of the organisers came to me and says, Michael doesn't want any interview or anything like that. He just, can you just step off the stage? He wants to come on and just do it all himself. And I thought it was a very clear thing of not wanting to die by association. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. So he, he he came on and thought I don't I don't want this I don't want anyone to see me in a photograph which well, has got this bloke dying in it and think oh there's two right. blokes dying. It happens. He didn't in want the... to have to remove you from the picture like Stalin. <laughs> no, <laughs> ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> it happens in the gorilla community, I believe. Does it really? We allow them to if someone knows their things aren't going well. I mean, not necessarily a gig, I'm talking health-wise for the gorilla. They, they disappear to another area because and the others abandon them. Well, that happens with comics, doesn't it, Al? <laughs> it's oh, a yeah. bit different when someone's dying, everyone comes out the dressing room to watch, but they don't want to get too close after less, there should be contamination. But I thought Michael yeah. Madsen was a bit... I, I wasn't happy about it. Uh, where is he now, Frank? Well, I actually cut his ear off in a garage <laughs> after. <laughs> thought he was asking for it. So, um, yeah, anyway, so uh, England beat Germany. That's what happened on Tuesday night. And um, I'll tell you something. I thought, uh, I felt a bit Andy Murray at the end. I thought Sweet Caroline went slightly better than Three Lions in the the post-match sing-song. Did you? Is that I what thought, Andy Murray's been discussing in his post-match interview? No, no, but you know, he's so, the, someone on the downward slope is the, the general vibe oh, now for someone who's had great times. And I, yeah, I thought felt like we beat, beat Germany and lost to Neil Diamond in extra time. <laughs> but you know, I, I tend to put a bit of a, sometimes a bleak sweep on things. Yes, I you mentioned do. this to Ali uh, to um, Dave, and he just slapped me across the face. <laughs> But, you know, we every, every friendship has those, a bit of rough and tumble, I find. <laughs> Remember Dumb and Dumber? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did you get to hang out with uh, David Beckham, Ed Sheeran? No, but I tell you what did happen. Um, we were uh, having a bit of a post-match bratwurst oh, to celebrate. Nice. And um, Mo Farah came over. <gasps> and I thought... Boz, is, um, in case you don't know, is, is my nine-year-old. I thought he won't know Mo Farah, so I said, "Boz, this is one of our, you know, our greatest ever runners." And he went, oh, "Are you Mo Farah?" And it was, it was, it was great. It was a great moment. I think even Mo must get it a lot. A great moment, really. A great Lovely, moment. Frank. Yes. Well, I tell you what, mm. I tell you, I think he spotted him. You know those hats, baseball hats with the clapping hands on. Well, it, oh, yeah. Mo had modified one of them. I don't know if he'd stitched it itself. So it formed a Mo bot <laughs> to do the end. on top of it. Yeah, That's good. Just in case someone had uh, spotted well, him. Boz sent me a lovely picture Did of uh, him and uh, with Mo Farah. Oh uh, yes, he was very. Excited. And your mother-in-law commented, uh, "I haven't been this excited since sliced bread." Uh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what a party that was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just her, Marion Faithful, and some people. Thought, I do like the idea of her being there <laughs> at the launch of Sliced Bread. Well, they used, I imagine was the 20s, perhaps? There was, a, was it? A good question. I don't know. I'm guessing the 20s. There used to be a saying, well, didn't there? Bread. People used to say, this is the best thing since Sliced yeah, Bread. Yes, since Sliced Bread, but they didn't say, I haven't been this excited since Sliced Bread. <laughs> That's a slightly different mm-hmm. meaning, which I enjoy. It also suggests that sliced bread is maybe no longer around. Yeah. I must admit I prefer it. <laughs> I think there's something it a bit good. showy about unsliced bread. 
Oh, dear. Yeah. Right. It's a bit of farmer's market. Yeah, it is. It's a bit um, artisan. <laughs> yeah. Zero nine one. Ow. Did you read this? Zero nine one yeah. says, um, "Hi Frank, Emily, and Alan. Hearing Frank talk about him going to the England game with David Baddiel and our two sons made them sound like such a nice little family. It's a bit like Elton John and David Furnish. <laughs> yes, it was a bit like that. Jem and Meow would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit. Also, I like being at a match in a in a suit and tie because. If you watch the 66 World Cup final, when they have shots in the crowd, there's loads of people in a suit. I think in the 60s, people just put on a suit and tie, yeah. generally. Yeah. And I always like the idea of turning up at a match like that rather than wearing the collars. I did actually have an England shirt on under my shirt. Strange thing to do, I know, but it felt right. A hot day to do that. Oh, remember, it was five o'clock. An invisible the sun, layer. The sun was beginning to go down and as I, I liked think... I um, your looks. I think, um... Yeah, I I mother, good. So. Well, Al, did you think... Um, I thought Frank went... <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, I thought mm. Frank's look was quite Rat Pack, which I liked. Mm. Yeah. He, yeah. David... David was... Uh, mm. I like David's look. It was the more Italian on his way to an informal script meeting. Okay. It's a bit more casual, his yeah, look. Yeah, He's always been a bit more... I like I, li- I like, having been in lockdown for uh, nine and a half years, or what it seems like, I, I like yeah. the excuse <laughs> to put a tie on and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, never did, I never did that. I was never... Didn't wake up one lockdown lockdown day and think you know what I'm going to dress up today just because I I am what I am I am my own mm. no I just I, I've just stayed in elasticated stuff and it was good to you know I felt like I was um, in a space great. suit I love each spangle and each feather it covers a multitude and as I always say I look better in a suit than Daniel Craig too muscular Daniel take the tip <laughs> Frank Skinner Absolute Radio so I went to the British Museum to the Thomas Beckett exhibition. I've got to tell you, it was brilliant. I mean, it was. I went on my own, and so there was no one saying, "For God's sake, can we go now?" And I was in there like two hours. There's no one saying, "Well, no one rid me of this uh, troublesome or meddlesome." Well, turbulent is what um, they settled for in the exhibition. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure you all know the Thomas Beckett, the king's fed up and he says something like, I'm sick of this bloke. Well, no one rid me of this turbulent priest and four knights think, we'll do it. Mm. And Uh then he said, I didn't actually read it, you idiots. But it was was great. It was so Catholic. It went through the Catholic ceiling. There was reliquaries galore. There I would was, call it peak Catholic. Oh, absolutely. There was, in fact, they did a five-star review in The Guardian and then the bloke, because he was in The Guardian, panicked and said, it is in no way, um, looking back to the happy days for Catholic England, it's just a completely different world where people believe that bones can do magical things. And I thought, what, people don't think that anymore? <laughs> what are they? What's the matter with them? No imagination. Thomas, uh, Tom, as I call him. Tommy. He, he liked... Beck. Well, loser, Beck. Frank. <laughs> I was, um, there was. Sorry, we just played Loser by Beck yes. on here. That's, I mean, it would have been the perfect thing if it was right across the decade channel. Thomas yeah. and Beckett, he's sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. You, do you prefer um, Beckett or Abeckett? Um, 
I used to call him Thomas of Becky, and now I call him. It seems to have settled. I don't know where the ah came from. Wasn't there a footballer played for Liverpool called Alan Accourt? Oh, oh, yes. I think it that would suggest that's a French thing, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So, of, Thomas of Beckett. But, um... Yeah. He's, he's Thomas Beckett mm. for me. You wouldn't say Rob a Beckett, <laughs> would you? I would now. OK, let's, let's call him Rob a Beckett on the show from, from now on. <laughs> so what, um, what sort of stuff was at this uh, Catholic afternoon out for you? Well... Like, um, <laughs> gift shop? The, the highlight, and I don't want to despoil us, but the highlight is that you get a section of <laughs> Thomas Beckett's skull. Because when they hit him, the sword broke, but also the top of his head um, was slightly removed. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, when was. you say that you get a section, you mean that you can see it. You don't mean everyone gets a little no, piece. No, no, you don't get like a, a section. Momentum. No, it's not Cadbury World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Al, I thought that as well. It's, no. if, I found it, seeing his skull, a bit of his skull, I found absolutely amazing and moving and all the rest of it. I'll be straight yeah. with you. It reminds me of when I went to the Elvis Wart Museum, where someone has built an entire museum just around a wart that had Elvis had removed in the 50s. <laughs> I think there should wow. be more exhibitions about people where there's actually a little bit of the person in, involved. Well, do you know what? I'm going to make yeah. it my life's work to build the Frank Skinner Veruca um, you know what? Him. I've never had a Veruca. No, you know why? Because you're immaculate. Are we, are we that, playing I've Never? That, <laughs> that reminds me of someone told me they worked with Bruce Forsyth and he had the tiniest, tiniest notes written on his thumb and she said, God, you must have fantastic eyesight. And he said, ah, never read a book. <laughs> a little tip for you there. <laughs> Anyone listening? This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Oh dear, I've got emotional with my own song. Uh, forgive me. And this. Um, oh God! Do you know I love this? It's because there was a bit of footage on the telly of Rome, and I thought, oh my God, we're going to win it. Anyway, this is Frank Skinner. Six, six, eight. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. Go on. Uh, yes. Um, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. Text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Ah, um, football. 682 oh. has brought you back down to earth with um, with one of the um, cliches that comes up whenever that song is played by you. Uh, royalties are rolling in, Frank, well deserved. Oh, I mean, we do get Every a lot time. of royalties are ro- rolling in. We've had a few <laughs> other time. people. Well, he, I'll tell you who's taken it one further is uh, one of our regulars has Duncan Edward has said visions of Frank in a swimming pool of cash like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, it's I mean, you'd be surprised. Oh, less. But yes, it does well, get mentioned I, a lot. My manager was saying this week that David Baddiel phones him about it once a week. Well, uh, he's a money-saving <laughs> expert, as we know. Well, uh, <laughs> Reader Reader 866 has asked a searching question that I like. It's a bit more interrogative than about the financials. Uh, Dear Frank and the gang, for the last few weeks I've been woken up by the dulcet tones of Badil Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. The one question I have is this, Frank. 
How is your voice so high-pitched in the song compared to now? Honestly, I have no idea what's happened. I don't remember you having a high-pitched voice in the 90s, though I was only five when the original Three Lions song came out. Have a good rest of show, especially as it's coming home. That's nice, isn't it? Well, I think that there's a basic uh, misunderstanding there of the difference between the spoken voice and the singing <laughs> voice. I mean, uh, if you meet Alan Jones, he doesn't say, How are you, friend? It's, it's, you know, it's a different thing that he, that he takes He really on. should. No, if he did, I'd love him. And he'll get a shot when you meet Sarah Brightman. He says to she me... She doesn't say, Hello! Alan Jones said to me that at, at Christmas he would still say about 85% of his Christmas cards have got snowmen. <laughs> People think, oh, I bet no one else has done this. Oh, yeah. But, uh, anyway. I bet he gets a lot of uh, walking in the air jokes, you know. I went to a party in Cardiff mm, many years ago. And um, he was oh, there. Boy. It made me really happy. That he was there. One of the great joys, I think, is the cliched view of celebrities and public figures is when they do exactly what you want them to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we had, um, I, me and Dave, some of our older listeners will know, did a TV show called Fantasy Football. And we had Chaz and Dave on because they'd done a few football songs themselves. Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Tottenham's going to down it again. <laughs> and they were late <laughs> arriving. And, <laughs> Sorry, do you remember they did that terrible song? She won't stop talking. Why don't oh, you give it a rabbit, rest? Rabbit, rabbit. She got rabbit. more rabbit than Sainsbury's. And what about you carriage, best, song, carriage, best, carriage, best, carriage, best? Signs of the rest. Can't take it. Don't take my word for it. Put it to the test. You can't beat a point of carriage, best. <laughs> well, all our advertisers <laughs> will be phoning up now and saying, "Why isn't he singing?" You know, we pay two hundred pounds. A month. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry. Meanwhile, they were late for filming. Chas and Dave, and we got a frantic call from the researcher who was uh, who'd picked them up um, from the station to say that they'd made him stop off at a pie and mash shop. <laughs> and I thought, I'm all right with that. I don't mind the whole thing being delayed. That is so what should happen. Brilliant. If you've ever seen a public figure exactly in the context you want them, let us know. That'll be good. I haven't finished with my... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely recommending the Thomas Beckett. That's not a joke. There's a stained glass window from Canterbury Cathedral well, of there, there is. which shows a blinding and castration ceremony, something you don't often oh. see in a stained glass window. And then uh, you get a part two when the bloke's eyesight and everything has grown back thanks to the intervention of... Um, Saint Thomas, and there's two blokes pointing at this bloke's crotch in a sort of a ta-da kind of a. It's back. <laughs> Look, it's back. You remember it's gone. It's back. How do you like these apples? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Seven eight one has said, unfortunately, not me, but my friend saw Gerard Depardieu getting on a moped in Paris, wearing a stripy jumper and beret and carrying a baguette. That can't I wonder. I wonder. That I mean, that is exactly the sort of thing we're after, but not in a hearsay version. Did he have Just onions like the... hanging around? I, thought, I actually thought he was going onions. It's a good, no, it's a good lie in that he didn't go onions. 
<laughs> I don't I think mean, he needed stripy shirt. Beret was maybe a, an error. I mean, mm. please. I don't want to do a lying workshop on breakfast television, <laughs> no. but if you're gonna, I think I think the beret was uh, was a step too is, far. Is you calling this breakfast television one of your lying workshops? Oh God, that no, was a doesn't. terrible, <laughs> tragic uh, Freudian slip flashback. <laughs> for, uh, mm. Although that could be the next stage of my career, of course, breakfast. We've television. had a wonderful compliment for you, Frank, but it doesn't relate to your work on here, so it's fine. 848, Frank, as poetry, sir, mm. do you want to just drink that in? You're actually being called <laughs> that now? Can I ask you to pause and enjoy the sheer poetry of sheer lions, he said. I think he means three lions. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I love sheer lions. Sheer nylons, is he? Without an attack of lacrimosity. Like all great art, it appears to speak to you personally. It takes me back to 1982 and my wide eyed belief. And all my (laughs) nearly there's a life of being an England fan. In the end, it's the hope that kills you. And yet we still believe. Thanks for playing my eight year old daughter Aurora's favourite song of all time. Thanks to Three Lines, she knows more about Nobby Styles than Harry Styles. <laughs> well, that is... That's uh, from Matt in Surrey. I like you, Matt. Yeah, less teeth, but better at football. Mm. Um, mm. That's my uh, that's my summary. OK. I'll tell you what they had in the, the, the Abeke exhibition. They had a lot of bones which had been used in medieval London for ice skating. Did you know about oh, yeah. that? People well, used I remember to, it, yeah. People used to <laughs> tie bones to the bottoms of their shoes and use them as ice skates. Are you sure that wasn't an episode of the Flintstones? <laughs> it's got an element. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took a call using a brontosaurus's tail. Yes, so the medieval peasantry were all out skating on... Uh, I like the idea that they were doing figure of eight but didn't know because of the illiteracy levels. <laughs> it shows that it's an instinctive thing. Be in the uh, Rob Abeckett Museum. <laughs> yeah. Um, He'd have uh, KFC bones because you know he's, uh, you know he's gone viral this he? week. Oh, Rob Beckett's Instagram is a thing of pure joy. Yeah, I urge you to get involved. He's, uh, he pictured himself after the game, Frank, uh, slumped in a... In an alley with a KFC bucket. Wow. With a police van near him. I always thought it's extremely convenient the KFC comes in a bucket. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good that they've thought that through like to the you know, the final chapter. Yeah. One of these reliquaries of Becky, you know reliquaries what they keep a bit of someone in, has got is like a silver figure of him with a sword through his head, like what you get at a joke shop. You know those <laughs> ones that you clip over your head? It honestly looks like that. And that's the one with a bit of score. Anyway, go and see it. It's brilliantly. Brilliantly. I must tell you about when I uh, taught Chaucer. At um, College of FE, and I, I, I cheated. I cheated yeah, exactly. I cheated. I, um, I pretended I spoke Middle English, and I, <laughs> and I, and I didn't. I did entire lessons going and a landlord and a wife, <laughs> like honking at both Indies. And they all just—I mean, it's terrible looking back. Terrible sham. Oh. It's a great line, though. The landlord and his wife lay <laughs> honking at both ends <laughs> about them in bed at night. <laughs> oh, Chaucer's still getting laughs on breakfast television.
Oh, I've said television again. I know. <laughs> it's so pathetic. I'm going to talk to you about it. Play the song. It's so pathetic. I know it I is. Oh, my God. It's like these, um, it's like, you know, these Japanese guys who <laughs> think the war's still going on. <laughs> <laughs> share this with you boys from 007 yes please Al you Bond. okay with that hearing from 007 oh yeah I always like to hear from Bond okay <laughs> hello Frank and everyone mm. on the subject of celebrities in their element my wife and I honeymooned in Venice we stayed at a swanky hotel in its own island mm, that will nice. happen in Venice we had to catch a launch to the main part of the city and one day we shared the launch with none other than Alan Wicker. OK, now Alan Wicker, for our younger listeners, was a, a, he was like, who is, who's in the travel chair now? It's that guy who does... Um, Simon Reeve? Yeah, yeah, Simon yeah. Reeve, who, mm. who, who, who likes a, an ethnic scarf. Is that oh, Alan yeah. Wicker liked a, like a spotted dicky bow? And that's, you know, times have changed. Yeah. But yeah, it, looked, it would have been Michael Palin in the it travel. It would have. So he sat yeah. in the travel chair with him. Mm. He looked... Uh, a sort of a sedan chair. Yes. And he was a rhyming <laughs> slang as well. Alan Wicker. Alan Wickers. Was he really? Yeah, for the oh, uh, sort of ladies called their undergarments. Oh, um, I never knew that. Got your Alan Wickers. I remember seeing a Cockney uh, rhyme and slang dictionary that had Frank, it Frank, like... it had Frank Skinner for dinner. It didn't. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, Winner's well. dinners, remember him? Um, <laughs> he look, anyway, back to uh, Alan Wicker. He looked very splendid and he was with his wife. They both looked quite frail, though, and it did not seem appropriate to ask him if he was off to Wicker Island or something. So we travelled with them but didn't speak. But I will always regret not speaking to the great gentleman. Oh. That's David in Chippenham. Yeah, he was one of the old nice. school, wasn't he? I think it's it's the is it the Cipriano in Venice? Is oh, the, the Posco yeah. Hotel that's yes. on the island? Yes. Never been there. Yes, it's a bigger uh, the fashion. Fashion people are very fond of that. The, one of the dangers if you get onto the islands is you get you know my hatred of glass with a bit of paint <laughs> in it. There's, there's a place oh, that yeah. specialises <laughs> in that. Venice, they oh, love it there yeah. in Venice. Awful. Well, I can't... You know, well, I hate uh, coloured glass. I hate a blue glass and mm. I can't drink out of it. What about glass with a blinding and castration <laughs> ceremony? <laughs> 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 Have you got a view on that yet? OK. I'm all over it. You can't drink out of a coloured glass. No. no. I was at a, an ex-boyfriend's once. Little. And he gave me a blue <laughs> glass. Yeah. And it was it was early doors in the relationship. I mean, this was a bold move to be this orcs early on. Normally, yeah. you store up the high maintenance, and they're too le it's too late. They're sucked in. Yeah. But it was about mm. day four. I said, I'm really sorry. I can't drink out of that. Oh wow! What? Really? How? Yeah. He said, What do you mean? I said, It's blue. Did he just break up with you there and then? <laughs> no, he was foolish. He persisted. <laughs> And he said, oh, what's well, the problem with it? I said, I just, it makes me feel sick. Is this quite a lot for date four, by the way? Mm. <laughs> no, I think, mm. I, I think you've, we all have those, when you've, I don't, I haven't dated for a long time, but I used to get those flash frames. Um, you know, people used to insert these <laughs> things into TV and it says things like the BBC or Evelyn, it just comes up for a second <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah. 
I used to get, I'd be talking to someone and they'd say something, I'd get the, this relationship will never work, flash frame, come up, and he was just a bit shaken by it. But you, I, uh-huh. I think he would have got that. I never got past those, I must I, say. The blue coloured glass, that's I just strict. said, look, I said, it just makes me a bit sick because I like to see into the abyss of the liquid. <laughs> You see, for me, I don't think we've got a clean glass in our house. And I don't think I've ever cleaned the glass to the point where it's clean. (laughs) To me, a glass is always dirty. So a coloured glass at least puts a brave face on that. Oh, do you like Frank's version of I've never? I've never cleaned a glass to the point where it's clean. No, I've never. I've always cleaned it to the point where it's still a bit smeared, but I've thought that'll do. Oh, can I just share this before we move on? Okay. There's a lovely little story about you. Okay. It's okay. I've cleared it. Right. I've cleared it. Uh, Tracy, 764. I'm worried. I met Frank in 2002. Oh, 2002 was all right. I'd start (laughs) by then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whilst working at Birmingham Bullring HMV. Yeah, now that is... Is this a Celestina celebrity where you expect them to be? Well, Absolutely. Listen yeah. to this. He was my hero at the time. Don't worry, that sounds like things are about to change. They don't. Yeah, at the time. Uh, <laughs> I'd have left my... that out if I was reading it. No, luckily she... <laughs> yeah, I know, I should, but don't worry. It's fine. I like, to to put, I like to put the jeopardy in for you so you get a nice surprise. Yeah. I told him so and asked him to sign his autobiography. Hmm... He told me to get a better hero and then went on to sign my book with a list of better people to choose as my new hero. Oh, wow. Absolute <laughs> perfection, Tracy. Mm. Now, that is that is classy, Frank. But what I want from Tracy is who was on that list. <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong-il. <laughs> yeah. Is Stalin. That, is Kim Jong-il, is that the dad? That's the daddy. Oh, that's the daddy. That's, uh, who no I longer with us, of course. I refer to him. Trying to date um, it about the right time. <laughs> yeah, he's well, the daddy. I mean, I refer to him as Big Daddy, but that's, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that's between me and him. Still, still remembered. I think it's fair to say. We North still Korea. believe. <laughs> 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 Do you think they sing it in North Korea? We still believe. Can you imagine if you found out that being adopted? Um, I would still be pleased. I think that people wouldn't be saying they're four, but they're getting a load of royalties from North Korea. <laughs> yeah, imagine trying to enforce that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'd, I'd uh, fancy your manager's chances if anyone could do it. Rocket man, as uh, Donald Trump called it. <laughs> uh, when is, um, when's Joe Biden's first joke going to come? <laughs> No, oh, don't, don't hold your it, breath. It doesn't do the jokes. No, you've got to do it. If you're a politician, you have to do a joke now and again during your speeches. The thing is, mm. you just lose sight. Is it difficult? They don't know when they're funny at all because the people laugh so obsequiously oh, everything yeah. they say. It's like being Elvis. Yes. So they'll be signing a document or a treaty and they'll say, oh, thought it wasn't going to work then. <laughs> yeah. They think that's funny. Yeah. yeah, Prince Charles gets that as well. He says somehow. I must admit, I wouldn't mind having that in my life. <laughs> Just guffawing yes men and women around me. At first, I might have a bit of, you know, just 
acclimatisation, but after a bit, I think I could probably get to like it. I think you'd miss us. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, light, light and shade. <laughs> Um, so By the way, can I just say, can I just say, oh, just yeah. a second, if any of our, any of our listeners, what is this? I just tried Al on this and he got it on his second guess. Yeah. My first guess was comedic verse, to be fair. Yeah, yes. I first. didn't guess because I couldn't be bothered. Well, you can see me. <laughs> but I can see uh, you, but do it again, Frank, just in case. Okay. Oh, it's very... This is um, this might be our worst ever texting that we've done. Well, we did have um, a texting earlier about oh, we've done, seeing we've done a celebrity in a sort of appropriate way, like you know, uh, for example, if you were to see John McEnroe and he was shouting at somebody, that would be like the right yeah. vibe to see. Um, and uh, Tracy texted us to say that she'd met you in Birmingham, which that's it, isn't it? That's all. Yeah, that need. would do. Um, at the Bullring Centre, and you'd uh, given her an autograph and recommended uh, that she get a different hero. Um, she's now uh, she's now sent another text to say, as requested, celebrities on Frank's list included the following. I'm not at home right now, so cannot recall all of them, but standouts were Elvis Presley, Good. Charles Dickens, David yeah. Baddiel. Wow. Two wow. were already my obsessions, not so much the other one. But I don't know who those two were. No, I'm, you're I, right. Not she's let us guess. I like to think that David Baddiel is a combination of the other two. Well, David Baddiel's my obsession. I'd put, I'd put Baddiel and Dickens in the same uh, in the same bracket. Mm-hmm. He's not. Uh, uh, he doesn't cross over with Elvis. No, I'm thinking Bad Beard. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, he doesn't cross off with Elvis. So... I think that's that's correct. Speaking of textings, what about uh, worst textings we've ever had on the show? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, before before that um, was um, I think last week when I asked, "Is there any commonplace phrases that you've turned into a liturgical chant?" and we got zero replies. I know that was terrible. That surprised me. Uh, 377 staple remover that's Gavin in Suffolk has suggested a staple remover I didn't know there was such a thing as a staple remover I mean well Gavin must be some sort of office staple. supplies manager Sta- very specific sounds like a new diet the staple remover I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah staple remover Frank can you confirm or it isn't that Shall I text? We don't want. I don't want people um, squandering their fifty pences on this. It's, it's it's me trying to get um, a, a toothpick out of a toothpick uh, container. Is what it is. Okay. I, I have a, a. If anyone can help me with this, I just say to Al. I have a vague memory of a TV show that had sound effects like that. You had to say what that. And I'll tell you something else that's gone. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm going to do a. Uh, I'm going to do one of these if I can find it. Here we go. Those competitions where it was a, an article <laughs> photograph from a close-up, an unusual angle. Do you remember that? You think, what is that? Some sort of strange lunar? No, it's a it's a cheese uh, it's cheese grater. Oh, well, God, yeah, I can see it now. It's a cheese grater shot from one end and very close. What happened to those? Do they still exist? Eight, twelve, fifteen. 
this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, Very good. Here's the thing. I went, I went for lunch this week. I dined out. Still oh, feels hi. like a tremendous um, new innovative thing to do. And uh, I was in the uh, restaurant and a woman started going, oh, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home. Can I have a photo? Can I have a photo? So I said, yeah, and I went over and I did a photo. And she's going, oh, it's coming home, it's coming home. And then this bloke walked past and said, well, when you walked in, she said you was Paul O'Grady. I mean, I had six dogs with me. Yeah. To be fair. No, but she was. Uh, I never. I never said she clearly had said that. I was fine with it. I can see, you know, old old geezer, mm. um, vaguely familiar. Yeah. But um, I'll take my. Um, I would have happily signed this Paul O'Grady if required. Would you? Oh, wow. God, P- nice. P- Does he do P- uh, POG just to save time? Um, I don't know what he. Probably just a poor print nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was one of my uh, co-nominees when I was when I won the Perrier when he was uh, Lily Savage. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very funny man. Does he still yeah. do that? The dogs probably don't like the cigarette smoke. I don't think he does Lily Savage anymore. Yeah. No, he does the dogs now. He does the he does yeah. dogs now. Yeah, I mean they're all at it. Um, you you pioneered it. <laughs> you know what? I walked so they could run. Oh, well, good on you. That's Thank nice. You. That is nice. Mm. Um, uh, that's not the only uh, mistaken identity story this week, you being Paul O'Grady, I mean. Um, uh, an ITV presenter has been duped by a Jurgen Klopp oh, lookalike. Yes, Swain. Jonathan <laughs> <laughs> oh, Swain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, did you see this incident, boys? I should say, in case you didn't see it, this, this, the dude. sports reporter guy on uh, Good oh, Morning Britain <laughs> um, claimed, and now I've watched this three times, the clip, because I thought, is he joking? He isn't joking. So he says, there's this guy who, who does a Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, he does a sort of lucky-likey thing of him. And he saw him on Wembley Way with a bunch of England fans. And he was saying, what a great bloke Jurgen Klopp is hanging out with. The, sitting on the shoulders of one England fan with a can of beer. Yeah. And he thought, really? In his Liverpool tracksuit? That is part of the disguise, if you're a Jurgen Klopp lookalike, to wear the full tracksuit yeah. and the hat like Jurgen Klopp does. But like I said, I thought he's, he's doing this tongue-in-cheek, but I've watched it and I really don't... I think he was fooled. Oh, he was. Do you know, he was interviewed afterwards, Swain. On, Swain. Swain was interviewed <laughs> on uh, by Kate Garraway afterwards. Oh, yeah. And they, they made him do a live link-up with the Klopp lookalike. Uh, Ray Cornwall, eccentric millionaire... 61, I believe. Oh. He actually was described in the headline in the song as millionaire tycoon. (laughs) Do do they have them? Can you be a non-millionaire tycoon? Also, it's tycoon. (laughs) penniless tycoon, Dave. (laughs) What are you talking about? Millionaire or tycoon? Just we you don't need both. Tycoon is quite 70s. It's quite sort of... uh, I love tycoon. What is it in chips? My all-time favourite is plutocrat. (laughs) But we're all different. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
we were discussing uh, Ray Cornwall, the Jurgen Klopp look-alike. Yeah, the uh, millionaire tycoon. Who, who we should just say looks very, very like him. A lot of these look-alikes are rubbish, aren't they? But he, he really does look the part. He is, yeah, he's a good one. Mm-hmm. He's, short, he's considerably shorter, apparently. Is that Jürgen right? Klopp's quite a big Jürgen's lad. Jürgen's about 6'2". Maybe that's why he's on that guy's shoulders. Yeah, that's what it is. It yeah. like Maybe it. they had one long overcoat on. One <laughs> 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 of those padded up. ones like Arsene Wenger used to wear. done up too tightly at the neck yeah. to conceal the hoax. Oh, man, that was a, a Beano classic. Oh, two right. kids get into <laughs> Uh, Do you think the Liverpool fans or the Germany fans have ever shouted there's only one Jurgen Klopp and are now having to revise uh, their opinion? Well, I'm, a... I'm worried about me Mo Farah now. Maybe it was um, <laughs> a, a, a millionaire rich bloke who, uh, who was going around <laughs> as... Um... Eccentric millionaire tycoon. I like how he owned... When they... Uh, I believe it was The Sun or one of, one of those was saying how he'd earned his money and they said who has uh, built his fortune through a successful chain of Mexican restaurants, a property empire, and a classic car hire business. Oh. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that business <laughs> empire, isn't there? No, he's... Um, I like a bloke who's uh, spread his uh, interests yeah. a bit. Entrepreneurial. Jonathan Swain, did you say then that he's done an interview admitting that he was fooled? They, they sort of... They had him live on air, and Jonathan Swain said in it... He sort of looked faux embarrassed and yeah. and then he said, and this is what I didn't like, he said, well, to be fair, I mean, if I'd have, you know, seen him uh, eating pork scratchings and drinking pints, alluding to the video of him drinking, then I think the penny might have dropped. Oh. But he did see him doing that. And I thought, yeah. I'm sorry, but I think the penny would have been on its way down when he was singing It's Coming Home, yeah. surely. I, I, I've got a, a German self- player. <laughs> the most famous German in football singing yeah. It's Coming Home. And then and then his next article, he said, I was in Kensington Palace Gardens. I saw Princess Diana the other day with two kids. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, Jonathan, Jonathan. No, no, honest, I did. It was amazing. Oh, no. Adverts. Go to adverts, Steve. <laughs> oh, I am reminded of an early, uh, I think I did this uh, story, a, a stand-up, but I was at Ed, my first ever Edinburgh. There was a show about Hans Christian Andersen, the children's writer. Oh, and I saw the bloke doing a little... They used to have these shows where people had the 10 minutes from their show as a little tease and they come and explain the show and then do a bit. And he came on dressed as uh, as as... As Hans Christian Andersen, and he said, uh, "Yes, I um He was obviously an actor who was uh, inventing stuff, and he said, um, "Yes, he said when I um, the reason I play um, Hans Christian Andersen is so many people have told me I look like him, and I thought <laughs> they have. That is not true. No one's ever got on the bus and said, "Hold on, is that is that Hans Christian Andersen?" God, it is. If it is an image, it's his, it's his double. I oh, know. <laughs> no, how did he know? What does he look like? It's like saying, you know who you really look like? Thomas Beckett? Yeah, exactly. I you mean... ever thought of doing a Thomas Beckett sort of, you know, kiss the gram type <laughs> thing? The, the little liar. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Briefly, before we return to the uh, Jurgen Klopp 
look-alike. The, uh, just like to the, bring your the cloppelganger. Yeah, oh, very good. Um, do you think if it was like a band where you get tribute acts, he'd be called Jürgen Clipperty? You know, when they do the little joke. Oh, oh yeah. lovely, Al. Um, uh, 682 has texted in. Uh, you asked what our worst texting ever had been, Oh no, Frank. <laughs> Why do you do and, that uh, to us? I think it's a rhetorical yeah, but don't do that to us, because okay. it's, well, it's very depressing. OK. I like how pithy this is. Uh, worst texting, how do you dirty a bra? You did it, Frank. I've heard it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. You didn't. Because <laughs> said to me, oh, God, I'm wearing a dirty bra. And I thought, how do they get it dirty? They never really... I said for yourself. early Madonna, they never really on the surface. Yeah. But anyway... Mm. Yes, I had, well, I bet the response... Maybe not in your house. The response wasn't enormous. I wouldn't have thought, how do you dirty a bra? Oh, I think you lit up the switchboard, actually. Well... <laughs> the thing... Can I say one thing about the uh, the Jürgen um, Kloppelganger is that Jürgen <laughs> Klopp, normally, when you see him, mm. wears a baseball cap. Yeah. And that's a slight problem because mm. celebrities, I find tend to wear a cap when they're out if they don't want to get recognised. So if you're a celebrity who people expect to see in a cap, Mm. you're slightly... What you need to do maybe is not wear a cap. But honestly, having met several celebrities um, trying to keep a low profile at public events, the the baseball cap or the sort of flat cap is the general choice. Oh, yeah. So if Jürgen Klopp was to, say, go shopping in Liverpool... He would leave the baseball cap at home and perhaps just wear an Alice band. Yeah, I think that would. I mean, you know what? He'd wear what I call a Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I'm oh, rechristening yeah. those to. They're, they're the Grealish. I love a Grealish. I oh. mean, Jurgen Klopp is obviously a great football manager, but he's had the hair transplant, the white and teeth, the fake tan. The glasses. Oh <laughs> you know, he you can basically get him in kit form if you really want to be yeah. a, a Jurgen Klopper like. I've got to say, when I saw this picture of um, Ray Cornwall flash up, I instantly knew it wasn't Jürgen because the Did teeth you? weren't they were too, they weren't fake enough. Oh well, I think they I think they're Jürgen's teeth. They're just very very white, aren't they? <laughs> well, they're veneers. Ah, oh. yeah. Because okay. he's my teeth spirit animal, so I'm. You ha- in order to get veneers, now, you have to file down your existing teeth to points. Oh, and then put like caps. Oh, really? How no, do you know just, that? Just writing this down. I know a lot about it. Okay. I haven't had them myself, but I, I, I understand. That. And you know they look great. In fairness. No. Um, but I'm just saying. He can't be in the same room as Graham Souness or everybody has to wear those glasses that you need to use to yeah, watch the eclipse. If, if they were walking down Wembley Way together, people would be leaping out the way <laughs> thinking it was a van with headlights on. Look, I'd, yeah. I'd be happy with those teeth. I'm just saying they weren't Jürgen's teeth. I have to say, I, I, I mock the teeth whitened folk, but I know. sometimes I do look, look in the mirror and think, oh, my God, <laughs> my <laughs> teeth do look like they're from the Middle Ages. Well, but, you know, if, you know that's all right. I mean, Boris Johnson's got hair from the Middle Ages. We've all got, you yeah, know, yeah, medieval... really. He could be in a bridal painting with his, um, like, a da- like spinning a top I in, said at that, a country fair. I said this <laughs> week that picture of him um, when they flashed up that photo of him watching the football. 
I, I honestly swear this is true. I wasn't joking. The la- the only other person I've ever seen with hair like that was in a book called Life in Medieval Britain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It was> a <laughs> colour illustration. That's what he looks like. Yeah, that's what they want now. <laughs> <laughs> the medieval's all coming back. At last, soon the Anglo-Saxons will be back in fashion. <laughs> I've got to say, I was thinking, I hope we get Denmark in the semi-final because I'd like to get my own back for what the Vikings did to Lindisfarne in the ninth century. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, 926 has got in touch. Re- mm. Read tycoons and plutocrats. Oh, yeah. My favourite has always been Magnate. Oh, Magnate is good, yeah. However, this is mm. usually reserved for shipping magnates. Yeah, they are. that's true. E.g. Onassis. However, someone out there must be someone who owns a huge company and series of factories that manufacture magnets. I really hope he is known as a magnet magnate. That's from Gaza the Barrister in Belfast. I love a barrister called Gaza. I remember in um, Laurel and Hardy I if he once. means barista. Well, he spelt it with two R's I'm and an E-R. Okay. Um, and there's a bit where um, uh, Oliver Hardy's getting married to this guy who's a bit a rich man, and he describes him as a magnet. And he says to Stan Laurel, "You know what a magnet is, don't, don't you?" And of course, you all think he's going to think. And he says, "Sure, it's a thing that eats cheese." Aww. And I thought, "See, he's taken the other step. We didn't see it coming." <laughs> Hmm. Oh, very, very fine. <laughs> and I learnt about women from you. Mm. <laughs> OK. And 995 fake Jürgen, his giveaway is his accent. It sounded like he'd been modelled on a character from Hello, Hello. Oh, OK. Good morning. It was a bit, uh, yeah. No, I never heard him uh, speak... Oh, it's, it's it's great that this guy was fooled. We've all been... Uh, it reminds me of when I saw um, an audience with Rod Stewart. And Rod Stewart apparently is quite nearsighted and wouldn't wear uh, spectacles or contact lenses. And he put all the celebs at the back because he wanted it to feel like a real gig. So a hand went up and... and uh, and he goes, he squints into the thing and said, is that, is that John Travolta? <laughs> and he says, no, it's Bradley Walsh. <laughs> A terrible look of uh, disappointment on Rod's face. Not that Bradley Walsh isn't a good... But, you know, John Travolta. Mm, that was the terrible one when, as I said, Rod insisted on having all the public at the front and the celebs at the back. Because he oh, wanted to be man of the people. And he said, any questions, any questions at all? Because all the celebs put their hands up with the questions they'd been given in the green room to ask him. But now he was going to determine to make this a real thing and he said to a bloke in the front yes yes mate what's your question and the bloke says why don't you make um, good albums again like you used to in the 70s <laughs> and uh, and the terrible thing is that Rod tried to answer it which was you know awful and then he didn't answer he didn't ask another question for about an hour mm. and in the end the producer who was nasty Nigel if you remember Nigel Lithgow <laughs> Uh, yeah. no, no available on Cameo. Um, he uh, <laughs> he um, he had to go on stage and mate mate Rod mate Rod ask some more questions. 
Oh, it was a, it was a awful. I mean, I am. I think of myself as a, as a student of all goodness, and it, it was like doing an AMA that night. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a missive, a request from Tom Brandt. Okay. I don't know if he's any relation to the uh, legendary photographer Bill Brandt. Oh, I was thinking of the German Chancellor Willy. <laughs> Any brands you've got up your sleeve? <laughs> Joe Brandt. Oh, I haven't. Come here. Uh, he lives in, uh, is it Brearley Hill? Brierley. Brierley Hill. Um, it's spelled like Richard Briers, yes. Brierley Hill. Anyway, this is what Tom says. Hi, loving the show. Can you please play Three Lions, please? As I missed it earlier, as football's coming home. <laughs> My prediction, 2-0 right. England. Well, you know what? As football's coming home, I think <laughs> I like normally that. we'd say no, but we're not going to. We're not going to play it again because I mean I like the fact. Can you play it as football's coming <laughs> home? I mean that's beautiful. But there is one holy grail that hang, hangs over absolute, which which supplants <laughs> all else. It is, of course, the no repeat guarantee. And yeah. if we break the no repeat guarantee, we're all out of work. I and think that, I think absolute get... because it's in their official charter. I think absolute has to close down and folds into a small suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and and we get enough people suggesting that you're playing your own song for the uh, moolah. The royal the royal yeah. when, when, you, when you play it once, but if you play it twice in a three hour show, there will be a steward's inquiry. But if I played it as football's coming home, you know, as football, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I like the idea if you miss a bit of radio rather than just playing the song you wanted on, you know, a streaming service that yeah. you message them and I... demand it played again. Yeah, exactly. No rewind. <laughs> I don't know if you can rewind radio, can you? I oh, think yeah. you should use the As Football's Coming Home, uh, cite that clause with care. I Make might... us a cup of tea. As Football's Coming Home. I might um, open my cameo <laughs> stuff for that. As Football's Coming Home, I thought I'd wish you a happy birthday. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! <laughs> um, okay, we should. And what else have we? Uh, oh, have we heard? You were asking for. Um, you were asking earlier for celebrities that you see in in real life, but in a in a sort of accurate way. Exactly, way want... exactly as you'd want to see. Like I said, yes. a Chas and Dave in a pie and mash. Mm. Sure. Well, 658 has texted, Frank, Alex Higgins opened a nightclub near me in Berry back in the day. He turned up half cut, proceeded to get even more drunk and weed in a plastic plant pot. Uh, and then a little bit that I will just edit out. Uh, yeah. As you can imagine, we were made up. As it turned out, he was actually just as fun in person. Top man, <laughs> Shelley from Haywood. <laughs> Interestingly, as I recall, he got... Um, he got fined or banned or something at a major snooker tournament for urinating in a plant pot. Oh. So that was obviously that his, was his light motif. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. 
What's wrong with the producer? She's doing it. McGonagall. Is there a <laughs> no, fire in the building? Can I just share this with you finally? If we Do we have time? My mother saw one of the experts from the Antiques Roadshow and asked for his autograph. He agreed but said, don't tell anyone else as I'm trying not to be recognised. He was wearing an Antiques Roadshow baseball cap and sweatshirt. Back <laughs> to Frank Skinner in the studio. What I wanted that to be was I asked someone from the Antiques Roadshow for his autograph and he took out a quill. <laughs> from his pocket <laughs> I've no idea what the timing is now there's a weird thing happened here and now we're all sixes and sevens I think we've come to the end okay well look the final <gasps> episode of this series of the Poetry Podcast will be out on Wednesday you can download it wherever you usually get your podcast it's WH Auden as well which I know a lot of people Excellent. really Frank, like are we going to be alright tonight Frank? I um, had a moment during the show today where I honestly thought we were going to win the whole damn thing. Now, I'm not saying I've never had that before. But in 96, there was that we were heading in this trajectory and then my perfect summer was removed at the last minute. And you don't always get a second chance in life, but I honestly think... I think it's, uh, it's coming home.